Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show! Do you have a big decision that you're struggling with? Or do you have trouble making decisions? Or maybe you just want confirmation that you're headed in the right direction and made the right choice. Well, I've created a special gift for you called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign. In this free half-hour audio program, you're going to learn exactly how to ask the question, how to set everything up so that you can get an answer within 24 hours and finally know one way or another what you should be doing about a particular situation. This has worked so well for me. I'm happy to share it with you. To listen, just go to nevertoolate.biz slash sign. So that's N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B-I-Z slash S like in Sam, I-G-N. And it's my pleasure to share that with you. It's a simple tool to use that offers amazing and wonderful results. In this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Melissa Oatman, one of my favorite podcasters. In addition to teaching German, Melissa is a healer, channeler, spiritual teacher, and intuitive. She hosts the podcast that's my favorite, Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a weekly podcast dedicated to improving lives and deepening spirituality, and she covers everything. It's really, really good. She's the author of Beautifully Broken, The Spiritual Woman's Guide to Thriving After a Divorce or Breakup, which I read, very good, and she's a single mother of twins and is passionate about travel, education, and family. We're going to have such a great conversation. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, it's a thrill. First, I want to talk about my favorite topic, past lives. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm just curious, how did you get into looking at past lives and working with them? So when I was in high school, probably, I started uh, questioning everything that I grew up with. I grew up in a traditional religion, and a lot of it just didn't ring true to me. And I thought, okay, well, if this isn't how it is, how is it? So I started reading as much as I could on mediums, mediumship, because I always thought there's something fascinating about this. And I know a lot of people would say, I don't believe in that, but I did. So I started to get my hands on books and they would talk about past lives. And I've always thought, no, that wasn't the case because we have one life and we're here. And then I thought, well, I don't know. It sort of sounds true. So then I started reading more books about it. And when I was in my 40s, I went through what I would call like my main spiritual awakening and was seeking answers. And I found a spiritual teacher that I loved and followed and she offered past life regression. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna book a session with her. And it was insane, incredible. It's not 
deep hypnosis in that you're under and you don't know what you've said or whatever. It was, I was awake the whole time. It was me guiding this session. And I saw a life in which I died very young. And I knew it was because I didn't ask for help and I was trying to do everything myself. And I thought, oh, wow, that kind of parallels what's happening in my current life. So hmm, this might be a theme that's been going on from life to life. And I saw several of my lives and there were a lot of things that in each of those lives, the same themes were coming across as in my current life, like not speaking my truth, not standing up for myself, being stabbed in the back because I didn't speak my truth, stand up for myself, not asking for help, those kinds of things. So as soon as I had those sessions, I knew that this was the real deal. That was really life-changing in a way. It was because it honestly led me to doing what I do, because that was one of the things that the, the person that I had the session with, she said, why aren't you doing this? And she wasn't the first person who said that to me. I had gone to a metaphysical fair years before that I was in my thirties and this lady just walked right up to me who was doing a class and she said, you're supposed to be doing this work. I was like, you're a weirdo, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) And little did I know 10 years later, I would be doing that kind of work. And it wasn't because she said that I'd forgotten all about her. And it wasn't until I had this session that she said, you're, you are a healer and you're supposed to be doing this work. It's so funny that you bring that story up because when I was, I might've been 29 or 30, I had a lot of stomach issues and I, I'd gone to a lot of doctors and a friend of mine took me to this healer in New York city. And so he worked on me and it was pretty amazing experience. But after that, he goes, you know, you know, all about this stuff, you know, all about this work. I'm like, get out of here. That's really (laughs) funny. But you know, it was really cool. I wasn't, my intuition wasn't quite working at that point yet. And yet while I had my eyes closed, I could see him combing through my energy field and throwing balls of energy on the floor. I could see that with my eyes closed. I'm like, hmm, what's that about? So (laughs) I always say you don't pick it. It picks you for sure. And a lot of us, we're going about our normal lives once, you know, we realize, oh, okay. I guess that's why I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. How do you do that work with your clients, the past life stuff? What do you do? So I was trained by the person who did the session with me and she was trained by Brian, Dr. Brian Weiss. And oh, wow. Yeah. So what we do is we just put you into a very deeply relaxed state and then regress you backwards. So we kind of walk you down this road and give you the visuals And then you're awake the whole time and you're seeing what you need to see. We put that intention out there before we start that you see anything from past lives that you need to see. You're the one who is really seeing the past life. It's not me. I'm not doing anything other than just taking you into a very deep, relaxing state so that you can get that information that you need, your higher self gives you the information. And then we kind of walk through like, what did I not get in this lifetime that I needed? What was the lesson that I really needed? And what do I need to heal that didn't get healed in that lifetime? And so we sort of do that at the end of the regression. But I take you through several lifetimes in one session. 
and it's I do hour or half like hour and a half sessions because you need at least that much time. Yeah, well, just the relaxing will take time. So right, right. Are you saying you set an intention? So like, let me just see what I need to see, what's most valuable for me at this point in my life right now. Yeah. Or sometimes clients come in and they say, I'm feeling stuck in this particular area. And then we know, okay, this is what you need to see. You need to see why this is happening for you. Why do I feel so stuck? Is there something from my past life that's, that has happened that is causing me to, I think a lot of times it's fear, fear comes in and then people get stuck because they don't like, oh, this happened to me in a past life, but their conscious mind doesn't remember it. So we have to get it tap into the subconscious to remember what happened and why is it affecting my current life? So some people know specifically what they're looking for. Other people don't. And they just, some people just say, I just want to see, I think it would be fun. And that's okay too. I mean, if you just want to do the past life regression just because you think it might be cool to see who you were in a past life. That's okay too. You know, it's really whatever the client wants or needs. Do you do any healing with that too? Or how does it work with the, when they recognize something that they're missing? Yeah, so they if do? they tell me that they've had, like if they say, for example, I saw in my past life that I had no money and I was poor. And so I had to work really hard. We can go through in the end and add in those healing. We can add in that blast through those limiting beliefs surrounding money, that that was your past life. That's not this current life. And money is just energy and it doesn't have to keep us stuck. And so have you done work with the Akashic Records too? I have not. I really have not. I'm really fascinated by it and I would love to get into that. I just have not found a teacher for myself that I, you know, would want to study with yet. And, but it is something that I really would like to get into. So have you encountered soul contracts or is that more Akashic record stuff? We kind of have when you do past life regression, because sometimes when people come in, it's there's a specific person that they're having issues with in their life. Sometimes it's a mom, right? I have this relationship that's so difficult with my mom and I don't know what it's about. And then we go back and we realize that that mom was a sister or something in a past life, or that person was the daughter and the relationship. There are issues that stem from back then. So we can kind of go in and look at that too. So yeah, soul contracts do kind of come up with that just naturally, but not necessarily, we don't go into the Akashic or anything like that. My feeling is if you're seeing that you are in the Akashic records, because to me, where else would you be getting that from? But you're not doing the formal process, True. which, <laughs> which I think is completely possible. I, I myself don't do the formal process, but I was talking to somebody recently who was talking about soul contracts and going in and people who read from the book. And I'm like, whoa, you know, I definitely go into the library but I can't tell you that I've read from many books. I actually saw my own book. Have you ever done anything like that? I have not, no. All right, well, something to look forward to. (laughs) Exactly. How many times does it come up that people need to love themselves more or they're dealing with abandonment or like, what are the issues that you have seen? It comes up almost every time. Every time? Oh my gosh. Every person that I've worked with has had some sort of issue with self-love. It may not necessarily be like a main issue that they came there for, but that always comes up. It just always comes up. And a lot of people that I work with, it's because of 
my own personal journey that I attract the type of clients that I do. And that was one of my big issues. And one of the things that I had to work on and still work on every day is self-love. My book, Beautifully Broken, is titled that because I was in a toxic marriage and it took the better part of almost 20 years. Like I divorced him when my kids were a year old, but it took that long to get out from underneath the hold he had on me because we had to go parent. It, It was there was manipulation there were all of these things i also realized that i was i kept attracting emotionally unavailable people mm. people who were selfish and didn't you know put my needs didn't make it a priority and the reason was because i didn't make my needs a priority because i didn't love myself so i had to work on the self love so a lot of the clients that i end up working with also have a big theme of trying to work on self love so i think that the reason a lot of people that i work with with past life regression that part of the topic that comes up is self love is because that's kind of my ideal client like that's who i work with i work with people right, who right. work on that Well, I definitely think that that's true. We attract people who have similar pasts because that's what we're familiar with. That's what we're working on. That's what we're progressing in. And so it makes sense that then we would turn around and share whatever learning and wisdom that we've come upon with other people. So that makes total sense to me. So how do you help people with self-love? You know, like I wrote a book that was Time to Shine and it was 31 days of self-love and positive talk and stuff like that. You know, they have to do the work to make that work. So I'm curious what kind of things you work with with your clients and recommend. So I have a 10-day intensive self-love course that's online. They do it themselves. And it's a combination of videos that I've created for them as well as work for them to do. So sometimes there is a writing prompt for the day. There may be uh, a guided meditation that I have them do. There may be some affirmations that I have them do. It's 10 days of activities to work on improving self-love and I don't think 10 days is enough. It's just something that I put together for people who are really struggling and need something to really kickstart their healing. Sure. So I did that for them. It's accessible because if, you know, sometimes when you say to people, it's going to take six months, like they don't want to even mess with it because of course. Like, I just want my magic pill. And I understand that, but it doesn't work that way. So this is something that's smaller chunked for someone who just really wants to kickstart loving themselves and trying to work on that. So that I have for them on my website. And then I also work one-on-one coaching with people. And when they come to me, each session is tailored. I, with them, I talk to them, I find out from them what they're wanting to work on, what they think they need. And then I connect to their energy and to their guides and see what they say this person needs. And so then I tailor whatever we do to them. So I might create a tapping session for them where we ah, do. Good. Yeah. I usually will create their own guided meditation that they can then have and, you know, listen to this a couple of times a week. I do journaling prompts for them. I may do Reiki, but I also 
tailor each session just specifically to whatever that person needs. And none of my sessions are ever the same because no person is the same. And so right. what each person needs right. is when you do this kind of work, you really have to tailor it because everybody's life experience is very individualized. So that makes total sense. What have you found most helpful to the individual? Like, is there one particular thing that has made the biggest impact for people? Well, honestly, I think forgiveness work is probably one of the most important things because a lot of people hold on to resentments not just towards other people, but with themselves, like they beat themselves up for mistakes that they think that they've made because, oh, I wasn't the perfect parent or oh, I wasn't the perfect spouse or I don't show up in my life for myself. And then that in turn becomes stuck emotions, like emotions that they keep with them that just kind of eat them up inside, you know, mm. and then that that sort of leads to that negative self-talk, right? That loop that plays in their head of why did beating themselves up? Why did I do that? You name it, people come up with ways to beat themselves up. And so I think doing forgiveness work with people, forgive yourself, give yourself grace, learning how to be kind to yourself, because I think we give so much kindness and grace to others and we forget about ourselves. That is so true. And that's one of the big hidden benefits of past life work. So let's say you have issues with your mother and you go back and you see that you were sisters or she was your child or whatever it was. Then you gain a perspective. It's like a higher perspective. You get the hundred foot look at what's going on between the two of you and what you're really learning. And then if there were some things that you need to forgive your mother for, you can really see how that came to be and how it transpired from that hundred foot view versus being in the trenches with it. Right. Yeah. And that makes the forgiveness so much easier because you can see that she's learning and you're learning and you're all just doing your best, which we forget all the time. And I think that makes forgiveness easier for the other person who may have done you wrong, which you might have struggles if you were just in your present life, looking at it, no, I can't forgive that. But when you have that bigger picture, it can help. And I think it also gives you the ability to have more compassion for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. I really think the great thing about it too, is if we understand, because my belief is that we make these soul agreements to come here and to learn these difficult things. Yes. We forget that, you know, that we came here to do that. And so if we can look for the lesson, like why would my soul have made this agreement to come here with her to process this this in this lifetime? Like what, what would I be trying to learn from this situation? I, I always tell people, look at it like you weren't directly involved in the situation, but you're looking at it like someone, like an accident scene. What happened? Just give the facts, not like she, she hit me and then I felt this and then I did this and this, you know, we're too in right. it in that way. You're too emotional. But if you can look at it from like a third party objective observer and say, okay, if I'm describing what happened for my police report, for the accident report, right, right. just state the facts. What are the facts? What happened? Then we can sort the lessons that maybe we were supposed to learn if we're not so emotionally involved and connected to it. If we take ourselves outside of that, which is not easy to do, but if you can do it and you can look at it and say, okay, if this happened to a friend of mine, she was fighting with her mom and she said, this happened and her mom did this. 
what would I say to that person? Like, why might this have happened? What was maybe the lesson? What were we supposed to learn? Maybe I'm supposed to learn my mom isn't perfect and that I do need to give other people a little more grace. Or maybe I'm supposed to learn to set a healthy boundary with my mom and to show her, hey, you can't treat me in this way. You know, what is it that we're supposed to learn? And I think doing that questioning and trying to look at it from above, like you said, not like deep in the trenches, which is one thing you can do in a past life regression. You can look at the situation almost like you're out of body, just down there looking at it, what's happening. Then it's easier to see the lesson. And we didn't just come here to just, you know, meander through life and get nothing out of it. But many of us kind of do that. We, We don't really deliberately try to learn and grow. And I think that's what it's all about being here. That's a great point because when you explore this kind of stuff, what you're really doing is taking a much more conscious approach to your life. It's really funny because when I was younger, I would have thought that the spiritual approach would make my life easier. Uh, No, (laughs) no, it really didn't make it easier. I can't say it made it harder, but it really didn't make it easier, which was surprising to me. But you're at least more conscious or aware of what you're working on. And that doesn't make it go faster either, but it does help. For me, in the last, let's say, four months, I've been working on the same thing. And I was told in September that things would really start in January. And I thought, oh, come on, you know, like, oh, oh, come on, I'm just going to whip through this or whatever. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, you know, even though I've been doing this for how many years, it still surprises me that everything takes time and things are going to unfold when they want to unfold. Yeah. And it's, you know, a lot of people have this, I think, false ideal that when you heal something you're done but it's like layers of an onion so you think you've healed the one thing and then it comes back up to test you again like because the universe is like do you really learn your lesson like a lot of people get frustrated by that because they think i shouldn't have these lessons come up anymore like i should be healed i shouldn't have to deal with this and i myself feel that way too i'm very much guilty of saying like i already learned this lesson why are you throwing this back at me again it's so deeply rooted that we have to go through things more than once sometimes just for the clearing and the healing because it's so so deep Yeah, it's kind of like when you were little, I don't know if your mother ever said this to you, but when you're like six years old and you want to stay up late and you start crying and your mother says, well, if you weren't tired, you wouldn't be crying. (laughs) And you're like, that's not fair. I'm crying because I want to stay up later. And and so I think it's kind of like that, that if you really were done with that lesson, you wouldn't be having it again. Right. The point of it is, in my experience, that you move through it more quickly. It's not as painful. You can detach from it much more easily. You understand what's happening. You realize you have choices. You have a much more empowered approach to what's happening if you can stay calm and realize it's just something I'm working through and go through it, which is not easy, but that's part of the 
healing process. So, so next time you think I shouldn't have to work on this, I was like, yeah, you're six years old and you're crying because you want to stay up late. <laughs> I just think about that all the time. So it's annoying, but it's, it seems to be how it's working. So, so let me ask, can you think of a client that you worked with that was like one of those really amazing stories that would so be so great for the listeners to hear? Yeah. You know, I've had, well, several, but one thing that comes to mind is I had a client who, when I started working with this client, was just so negative, down on herself, and just didn't think that she deserved anything good. After working with this client for, she was a private coaching client, but then also continued, I have a Patreon page for my podcast, and I do extra episodes there each week. And I have a live masterclass and a live card reading each month that I do with the people who are patrons and still over there, I've seen so much growth. And that to me, it's not like I can tell you, oh, this amazing thing happened in one day. It's not like that. It was, I see the steady progress that this client has done over the, you know, the years that I've worked with her. And it's one of those moments where like, if they were a child of yours, you'd be like, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah. To see the change in someone because you see them weekly and you're seeing the progress and you can see when this person would have reacted differently at a different point in their life and the growth that they've made that's a huge thing to me. And that's why I do what I do. I couldn't agree with you more. That is one of the most exciting things when you can see that somebody let go of something or they've embraced something that helps them. Um, the other thing I like is the aha moment when there's like that light bulb goes off and they go, oh, I get it now. You know, oh my gosh, I love that. That's just so exciting. I love it for myself. I love it when I watch it happen in a client or any, you know, a friend, anyone else I'm talking to. It's just so exciting for me. Yeah, it is because you can tell that that's going to completely shift their life Yeah, in yeah. a really positive way because we are the cause of our own suffering a lot. And when we can learn to let go of the things that we've chosen to hold on to for so long that in the end don't mean anything, when we yeah. can learn to just kind of let go of it and go with the flow and, and trust, I think that's the biggest thing people have a problem with is trusting but when you can learn to trust and let go and just say okay things that happen in my life sometimes are out of my control but i know that i'm going to be taken care of and everything's going to fall into place for my highest good and i don't need to worry because worry's not changing a thing oh that's for sure <laughs> well i'm so good at it <laughs> yeah no drive myself crazy all the time but <laughs> i'm so good at it it's amazing so where are you going now do you have something that you're looking forward to or you're working on or you're moving into? I do. I'm currently, I just started. This has been a message that Spirit has been poking me with for a while, but my mom passed away in January of last year. Uh, well, this year, I guess. Oh, I'm and sorry. Thank you. And so I am writing a book now. I just started writing. Hopefully it will be a book. I say that, but I'm writing about the grief journey and what it was like to walk with her on the journey of cancer, finding out she had it, the whole process of her trying to heal 
thinking she was healing and that she was getting better and then wasn't and then her her passing and trying to help people understand that if you're going through that journey you're not alone and how you can move through it with a little bit more grace and ease so i'm excited about that i'm hoping that you know in writing it i'll be healing myself as well as healing others oh definitely yeah that's what i'm currently working on i i keep being told you're going to write more than one book. So we'll see. I don't know what else I'm writing about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I have six published books and then some other ones that are, that used to be on my website or some of them still are. I never had a baby, but that's what it feels like to me. It's like the first book I wrote took so long because I wrote it and then I let it sit. And then three years later, I really wanted to finish it. After all that, I finished it in two weeks. It was really funny. I just sat down and I started, the writing came out of me and I was much more clear on what I wanted. You know, my husband would come home and I'd still be in my nightgown and he'd go, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, I'm getting this book done. <laughs> he goes, no way. You've been sitting there all day in your nightgown. I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> I was very focused. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I think that that is part of the thing is when you sit down and you focus on what you want. That's what happened with my first book. I sat down and I had it done in a few months. And I just sat down to like write my thoughts, get my thoughts out because I needed to process everything that I had been through. And that just kind of turned into a book. And I think the same thing is going to happen with this. I'm kind of sitting down and just getting my thoughts out and we'll see where it goes. But I just keep getting the nudge that you need to write this. And yeah. I feel like my mom is like, you need to write, oh, <laughs> need nice. to write it. So. Well, maybe she'll help you from the other side, I right? So. I hope so. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think so because she started to write a little bit when she was sick and she just never really did it, but she said she wanted to write a book about it. And so I, so you'll be doing that for both of you. Yes. Wow. Well, that's pretty amazing. Is there anything else you'd like to share today? Because you probably have some other wisdom in there that you could share with us. <laughs> you know, I think the biggest thing that I would like to share with people is just to always be true to who you are and don't be afraid of being authentic and standing up for yourself. Because I feel like in today's society, we just meet so many people, or at least I feel like I have, who don't always have your best interest at heart and don't have the best of intentions, unfortunately. And I would say to people, just always honor yourself, stand your ground, make sure that you set healthy boundaries with people and show mm. people how you want to be treated and just really love who you are. Even if you're not where you wanna be right now, love who you are right now and have grace with yourself right now, because this is a journey and in six months, you're gonna be in a much different place than you are now. So love who you are, faults and all, because we all have them. And in six months, you can look back and say, look how much I've grown and look how far I've come and, and love that too, that whole process and the journey. That is so beautiful. Everything you said is very true and it's really hard, but it's very helpful when you can do that. But it brought up a memory for me, which, which I think goes with the self-love is to remember that you also impact other people often in a positive way that you might not even be aware of. And, and so I had to have some tests done and I'm perfectly fine, but woman who had to give me a shot was shaking. And I'm like, what's going on with you? 
and she was under cancer treatments and it was making her shake. So we're sitting in this little room where she's going to give me this shot of stuff. And I said, well, why don't you turn around and let me do Reiki on you? And uh, before, and she was like, no, I'm, I'm like, yes, turn around and let me do this. And she fought, but she did it. So she turned around so I could work on her back and her shoulders and her head. And I don't know how long, five minutes at the most, right? So she turned around and she goes, look, I'm not shaking anymore. And it was really amazing because we had had some difficult words earlier. And so I say this because to me, this was my self-love was to give her that. And she didn't really want it, but we both benefited. And then we both kind of united. So we had a different experience from there forward. And so I would say that was a way to remember who you are is also to appreciate yourself, appreciate your gifts, appreciate what you have to offer the world, because that's the way the mirror can come back. You can see all the good that you do. And that's another way to love yourself because you're not just you. You're impacting all the people around you too. Yeah, you absolutely are. And you never know the impact that you're having, which is another reason to really, you know, be authentic and speak your truth. Because I I will never forget, I'm a teacher also during the day. And I had a student one time who put a Christmas card on my desk. They didn't sign it or anything. It was just there. And I opened it and it just said, thank you for smiling every day. How nice. Yeah. And I don't even know who the student was, but it it made an impact on them enough that they took time to get a card and to write that message. So you never know how your actions, whether they're positive or negative, are going to affect the world. And I always believe in that ripple effect. So the positive that you put out there, it's going to create a ripple and it's going to come back to you. This especially, you never know what someone is going through. So kindness, just a little bit of it goes so far. It's so true. Kindness is never wasted. Mm-hmm. Never wasted. What a beautiful way to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> so Melissa, do you have a free gift? Yes. So if uh, your audience members would like to get a free chapter of my book, Beautifully Broken, I will uh, have a link for you that you can them and when they sign up and I will not spam you you can get a free chapter of my book okay that's awesome well thank you so much this has been just so fabulous I love talking to you and I was on your podcast and I loved that too thanks for being with us today and sharing your wisdom and your love and your work thank you so much for having me this is so fun Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic.